Hello everybody, welcome to The Coffee Run Live, episode 435. Today we are talking about why is it so freaking hard to ask for help? So, uh, my little experience of this today, it's really kind of interesting. I have, uh, so, you know that I've, I've written a book this year called Into the Spotlight and I'm really excited. It's been picked up by a publisher, hello Mia, picked up by a publisher and um, so exciting, like it's all becoming very, very real. In fact, about half an hour ago, I had the I had the proof document hit my inbox and I'm just like, oh my God, it's really happening. Um, I've been talking with my publicist, hey Chrissy, talking with my publicist about it, with, with what's coming up in terms of media exposure and things like that over the next few months. And it's like, oh wow. The thing that I have uh, been confronted with this morning is this whole asking for help thing. Now, I'm really, really good. Hey, Casey, I'm really good at asking mentors for help, people that I'm paying for help and things like that. You know, I don't have an issue with that. I know that some people um, kind of really struggle with that as well, actually. And I know, I think there's a bit of a... Um, I think it's a bit of a culture or, or a bit of a feeling, given all of the resources that we have available to us on the internet, it's kind of like, all right, so we've got all of this at our, at our fingertips, we should be able to work it out on our own, right? We should be able to go and source the information, we should be able to go and self-motivate, we should be able to solve all of these freaking problems. Well, you know, that's not actually the case. And it doesn't matter, you know, the way I view it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business for, there's always a need for having having help while you're doing what it is that you do. I've always got mentors. I know that my mentors have mentors. And it, it's something that's super important because we can't see the forest for the trees, right? The thing that I find really uncomfortable, and this is just a little bit of a, a peek behind the curtain of Nicola, I find it really awkward <laughs> asking people for things because I don't want to put people out, right? So these are not people I'm paying. This is essentially calling in or not call, even calling in favors. It's just like saying, hey, I've got this thing. So my publisher has said to me, we need some more testimonials. Can you please send your book out to like the, the non-proofed version of it? Can you please send your book out to um, send people, ask them to read it and get testimonials from them and, and we'll use them. And I've just kind of gotten like, bleh. <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got a typewriter and things like that. I'm like, oh man, you know, I know that the, that people are busy, right? I know that people are, um, you know, you guys have got shit to do. You know, it's like you've got marketing to do. You've got clients to work with. You've got things to do. You've got businesses to run. And I feel really kind of awkward doing this. And it's really interesting because it's that same kind of feeling that I get when I'm asking for people to write just even normal testimonials for me. So I guess like if, we, if you think about it, we do a lot of, like I do a lot of programs, I run a lot of events and well, you know, when we're not in COVID time. And, and one of the things that I always kind of, hey Peter, happy Thursday, good to see you. 
um, you know, one of the things that I really like to do is to show you guys through, through not me saying how freaking amazing my book is or how amazing my <laughs> workshops are or how amazing my programs are. I want, like, I want you to see that from other people. Uh, and, and the reason for that is that it's all well and good for me to sit here saying, oh, this is amazing. This is what you should do. This is how cool it's going to be. These are the results that you're going to get. From a, a, a social proof perspective, it is so important to have other people essentially singing your praises and talking about how amazing it's been working with you and stuff like that. But to me, and it's, it seems to be mirrored in, in my clients as well, asking someone it, it, for a testimonial or for, for something that, you're, that they'd be willing to share, I find is really kind of awkward. And it's not because... I don't think my stuff is awesome. I think for me, it's, it's that I don't want to put people out. The other side of it is that I know when I'm asked to write a testimonial or to, to share feedback or to do something like that, I'm like, okay, cool. So what does the person reading it need to hear from me? You know, what is it that they really want to know? And what we know is that, hey, Angela, thank you. Great timing. Good, good. I'm really glad. You know, the thing that you're, that if, if, okay, I'll put this into the perspective of you, of you. So if you're running a program or if you want to start promoting something and you want to make sales into a book or a, a workshop or an event or a training or anything like that, what people need, want people, what a lot of people want to know. So 75% of the population, what they want to know is that you are not, uh, that they are not going to be the first person that is going through this particular process with you. So you could stand there and talk all about your experience, your knowledge, your degrees, your certifications, you know, how much time you've been doing this, and that's great. But if you think about it, the, the, the words of other people hold so much weight, right? The words of other people, if I'm saying to you, um, so a great client of mine, Gerda, right? So Gerda Muller, if you're not, if you're not, don't know who she is, she's amazing. She's a, a private practice coach and, and just a complete rock star, right? In, in the world of psychology and allied health. So amazing client of mine. We've been working together on and off since 2014, I think, uh, in various different capacities. And if she was to say to me, oh, Nicola, you know, could you write a testimonial for me? I'd be like, freaking right, of course I would. You know, what is it that your audience needs to hear? And what that would do is it helps the rest of her people to see that, it, you know, it's not just her saying something, there's an external someone else who has had an experience with her that has achieved some level of result or clarity or motivation or inspiration. So, yes, it can be really uncomfortable asking for a testimonial, but you know, or, or for or for feedback. Or um, let me rephrase this: I don't ask for feedback. Right? I ask for you know, what would you say to somebody else who was who was considering coming along to this, or who was considering doing this? Uh, two very different things, right? I don't need feedback on stuff. I know my, my stuff works and I know the process. I'll ask for feedback from mentors and things. But from a testimonial perspective, the reason we want testimonials is to show social proof. So if we think about human behavior, humans are, are conditioned in this day and age to, in, in, in the world of the internet and so much information coming at us, 
we're, we're kind of looking for reasons to not believe what you're saying or to distrust you right? So these days we're not going in for looking go, okay, why should I believe this person? Why should I listen to this person? Like that doesn't seem to be the narrative of most people, 75% of people. The narrative is more, hmm, like where's, let me see, is there a reason why I shouldn't trust this person? Is there anything in here that would, would indicate to me that this doesn't work? Does anything seem fishy, right? There's so much bullshit that gets tossed around on the internet. There's so many people out there selling bullshit snake oil. You know, it's just, it's so infuriating or selling shit and then not delivering on it. And and it's really made the, the particularly the coaching self-help industry, um, the, the internet marketing industry, it's, 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 there's like this, this kind of like, um, through a lot of it to, in the way that I see it is there's just, there's a lot of distrust. There are a lot of people who have done a lot of really shitty things to, to their clients and is of course problems. So if we're thinking about it, there are so many people that are wondering unconsciously, wondering why they shouldn't believe in you. And, and the reason for this is because there is a fucking string of people who have been so badly burned right? Burned by experiences, burned by mentors, bought things that people haven't delivered upon. So, you know, rather than being like these beautiful blank canvases that are like, okay, this sounds really amazing. You know, it looks right. Yep. Cool. I'm in. They're more like, hmm, this seems a little bit too good to be true. Is it too good to be true? Should I really trust this person? How do I know that this is real? Yada, yada, yada. So having testimonials and social proof and other people saying about how awesome you are, how amazing you are, how motivating, inspiring, insightful, charismatic, fun, serious, you know, whatever qualities, whatever the qualities are that people see in you, it's really important that you've got that. Uh, it's really funny. I, um, I picked up a book that I haven't picked up in years. I bought this book in 2012, I think, um, called Influence by Robert Cialdini. And he talks a lot about the six pillars of persuasion. And I really love this model of thinking, right? Because if we think about people and we think about what makes them tick and how we make decisions, we like a lot of people so again, like this is that 75% of humans, they like to feel really safe, secure, and well-researched, well-read. They like to have all of that in place. So all of these unconscious box and boxes and triggers need to be ticked before they'll buy. So, and one of these triggers is social proof. So if you can provide social proof and get past this feeling of bleh, I don't want to ask people for something. Uh, you know, it's really important. I think another big thing that I, I know for me is that if you, and, and this is what my clients have told me, I, I go out there and I'm like, you guys, this makes me feel really awkward, <laughs> but you know, can I please ask you, would you mind writing a testimonial about how amazing this experience has been for you and, and perhaps what you might say to somebody else who was considering doing this? That makes me feel really awkward. Now, the reason it makes me feel awkward is I know that most of my clients don't know, they don't, they don't know what to write. They don't know what to say. So one of the things that you can help them out with is think about the objections that people have when it comes to buying or enrolling in your things. Hey, Maria, 
So one of the objections that many people have is time, right? So how much time is this going to freaking take? So if you've got a testimonial that says, oh, like I was able to get through this in no time. You saved me so much time. You know, thank you so much. I love this. This is amazing. It, it, it meant that I didn't have to go looking all over the internet, trying to find it out that like it was right here. Time is a really big objection that, that you generally need addressed in a testimonial or a recommendation. The next one is uh, timing <laughs> is another really big thing. Like often people, I don't know what you found, like some people will come back and say, oh, look, you know what? I'd really love to do this, but you know what? The timing just isn't right. So if you can have a testimonial or a recommendation that annihilates that, you know, say you might say, somebody might say, look, you know what? I know that the timing is never right, but I knew that I had to do this. I had to create the time and the space to really in, in, involve myself in all of this so that I could move forward. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the results that I've had because of that are more clarity. I've, I've made more money. I've got more time. I've got more energy. I've got more, whatever the less stress, whatever the result was for your person. Another objection that people might have, and this is a huge one, you guys, is money, right? Think about it. How many times do we say, oh, yeah, I'd really love to do that, but you know what? I just can't really afford it right now. And let's be honest, the money objection most of the time is bullshit. I'll say it again, and don't hate on me, but the money objection most of the time is bullshit. Now, we know this to be true, because most people, if they, most, and not all the time, right? And there are exceptions to every rule, so I'm talking generally. Most of the time, in normal circumstances, if there is something that you really, really want, you will find a way to make it work, right? You will find a way to make it work. You will go and put it on a credit card. You will go and borrow the money. You will go and refinance shit. You will go and do something. You will go sell some stuff. You will find a way if there is something you really want to make it to, to make it work. Now, what's really interesting to me is around this money thing is also people have these ideas in their head and they attach value to things, right? So someone might say, oh, look, you know, I can't afford to buy your $200 course. It's, you know, it's just, I just don't have the money right now. But they might go and spend $200 on a pair of shoes, right? It is really true, Angela. And and I think, you know, it's not, and I'm, and I'm not suggesting that it's not that there are not exceptions because there are exceptions. And sometimes people just don't have the money and they just don't have capacity and that is the reality. But most people will tell you that they don't have the money right now or they'll think in their head that they don't have the money right now because they haven't seen the value that they will get from your course, right? They see more value in a $200 pair of shoes versus a $200 course that you might be offering. Right. And, you know, all of a sudden it comes up on sale on the iconic and they get 5% off. It's like whew, they whip out their credit card and, you know, they're, they're off and running in, in their new Nike gold Nike shoes. Maybe <laughs> don't look at me like that. It's not my fault. So, you know, I think the thing that you want to address again in some of your testimonials and, and the recommendations that you get from people is thinking about how can you. How can they articulate the, the value that they've had from you? And some of the words that they might use are things like, oh, the value in this course was amazing. That the, the, the things that I took out of here were worth 10 times what I paid for this, right? And I'm so glad that I found the money to, to do this because it's just, you know, it's really, really helped me. So think about those things. Now, when you think about that, 
right? So we know the objections that need to be addressed in your marketing, and we can use testimonials and recommendations to do that job for us. It makes your marketing easier because you don't have to sit there saying, well, the value is this and the value is that. You've got the testimonials and the things there for that. The other thing is, is that when you're thinking about asking your audience, your clients, or your the, the people who have perhaps beta tested your stuff, if you remember that when you ask them for a testimonial or a recommendation, it's not only about you, right? It's not just about, hey, Margaret, it's not only about you and what you need. Like, I don't need the testimonial. It makes my life easier. So, you know, it, it, it's like <laughs> it's like oil in a pan. You know, it makes it makes my job a little bit slipperier and a little bit easier. But, you know, the, the thing that you getting a testimonial from somebody does is it really helps your audience to make a decision. So actually, if you re reframe this discomfort at asking for a testimonial, if you, if you reframe this, what it's actually doing is it's making your audience of potential clients, it makes it easier for them to make a decision about you, right? It ticks some of those unconscious boxes that they've got, those unconscious triggers, those unconscious questions that are going on, and, it, and it's really about being of service to them. So for that reason, I will go... Bleh! Uh, you know, hey, I'm writing this book. Would you mind reading it for me, please? And could I have a testimonial? And this is the time frame that I need it in, please. And thank you. I'm so very grateful, right? And and as awkward as that makes me, hey, Beck, how are you? As awkward as that makes me, I am less worried about how I feel about it. And I am more focused on who that is going to serve when it gets out into the world. Right, so the moral of the story, ask for testimonials and ask for help. As awkward as it makes you, don't worry about it. If people can't help you, they will say, oh, look, I'd really love to, but I can't at this moment, you know, sorry, ask me, ask me next time, or, you know, I just don't have capacity. There is no harm in asking. Actually, and on that note, do you know what? I've just had confirmed yesterday an interview with a amazing like amazing, very well-known musician in the States uh, who has written for Miley Cyrus, Blake Shelton. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. I'm running that interview in the morning. I'm so excited. And the only reason that that happened was because I swallowed my like, and I've just gone, hey, you know, I'd love to do this. Would you be willing to help me out? And they came back and said yes. Her publicist came back and said yes. So that's a little bit exciting. So you just you just got to ask, right? And you just don't know who's going to say yes or who's going to say no, but you've got to get out of your own damn way, put the discomfort aside and, and do it anyway. Think about, go back and have another listen to the, the, the types of things that you want to address in your testimonials or the kinds of objections that people will have and how your recommendations and how your testimonials can answer that for, for other people. And rock on. I think you're amazing. On all of that, we'll be addressing this in a lot more detail in Funnelicious. Yay, which is starting next Wednesday. I'm really excited about it. The link is www.nicolajmorass forward or dot com forward slash funnelicious. F-E-N-N-E-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. I will put the link in the comments because I'm a badass like that.
If you've got any questions about it, please make sure you let me know. Otherwise, get out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it. And remember, the world is ready for your brand of awesomeness. I love you. You're amazing. I'll see you tomorrow.